Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. I use my gift, the spirit communication, to bring you true information as to what happens when you leave your human life and your soul enters the afterlife. Now, today is the 6th of June. It's the anniversary of the Normandy invasion, where thousands upon thousands of souls were taken in a single day. We get a lot of requests from military people that desire to know the effects of serving in the military and taking lives. So we're going to be doing a special show today, and it's going to be based on the judgment of military souls when they arrive in heaven. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Last week, we discussed three historic events surrounded by conspiracy theories. First of all, we investigated the Roswell, New Mexico incident, where in 1947, an alien craft malfunctioned and crashed. We then discussed the moon landing with Neil Armstrong, the first human to walk on the moon. In the final segment, we discussed weather manipulation with the HARP facility that emits high energy into the ionosphere to change weather patterns. All of our shows are available on our YouTube channel in the name of Barry Strom. We now have over 455 shows available on that channel. Our goal in this show is to educate individuals on all aspects of the afterlife. We are told repeatedly that how you live your life according to God's commands will determine how you're judged when you return the ethereal dimension of heaven. One of his most obvious commands is not to take the life of another. Many individuals, such as members of the military, law enforcement, and even first responders, may be forced to take the life of another. Many return from war filled with mental anguish over what they were forced to do. Today, we will discuss how such individuals are judged when they return to heaven. Now, Archangel Michael's the angel of protection. On Memorial Day, we ask him to comment on the judgment of our military on our podcast, The Sunday Sermon. We're going to begin the show today by playing a recording that we made on that, of that Sunday message. There is a huge amount of information in this message. In the second segment, we're going to speak with World War II General George Patton. His orders cost the lives of thousands of soldiers, both German and American. He will answer our questions about he and his soldiers, how they were judged when they returned. In the third segment, it's going to be very special because we're going to actually speak with the soul of the Prophet Muhammad. He was a military leader, yet founded the Muslim religion. So, let's begin with the Memorial Day message that was given to us by Archangel Michael. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for asking me. Yes, this weekend is very important. As you know, and as you said, thousands of young men have given their lives to protect the United States, to protect all of the democracies. Sadly, many men have died on the other side. Many have been deluded into trying to defend countries that are evil. 
how does all that happen? Well, it can be for many reasons that countries become evil. You may have simply a dictator, an individual that takes over that lies to the people, a person whose propaganda is believed by the people, and they follow him. You see, those people are not deeply devoted to the teachings of God, or it couldn't happen. If an individual follows God, then the country should do well. As a country draws away from God, then the country will suffer. The country that draws away from God will do things against his wishes, and when you do that, you create evil. Evil energies begin to lead the country. You have multiple examples of that today. Just recently in North Korea, a family has been sentenced to life imprisonment because they simply possessed a Bible. Can you imagine that? But that's what evil can become. Evil can take over and just do horrible things. In Germany, the concentration camps were the personification of evil. It was a challenge to see how many Jewish people they could kill in a day. There were quotas. Imagine a quota for killing individuals. You can see it in Russia today. The people are lied to. They're propagandized. They have no idea what the truth is. They think that they're fighting a just war because they've been lied to. German people thought they were leading a just war because they were lied to. All through history, lies have led to war. Now, when the war begins, I watch from over here. Many individuals join the military with short life plans. And there's little I can do for them because they understand when they made that life plan that they wanted to return to heaven and that they would not return from the war. Many people have longer life plans, and I help protect them. I watch out for them because things can happen. I do my best to protect as many as I can. You see, many men go to war to protect the citizens of their country. You're seeing that in Ukraine. Russia's trying to kill innocent citizens, and their military will do the best to protect those people. I watch from over here, and I am so saddened by what takes place. I try my best to protect individuals. I especially try to protect individuals that have long life plans. And in those life plans, they've set aside things, reasons, purposes, challenges to help others. 
I try to protect everyone that I can, but I especially try to protect those that are going to be following God's words in the futures. future. An evil person is not going to follow God's word, so he's kind of on his own. He's turned away from God. He's made his own decisions, and he's on his own. He'll have to protect himself. He may hire a hundred armed guards to protect him. But when it's his time to return, his soul is going to go right by those armed guards as it heads to heaven. And he faces judgment. I hear prayers all the time of protection, and I try to do my best to help those people. Those people are aware of me, they're aware of God, and they're aware of the angels. And Many of those people that ask for protection understand how the game is played. You follow God's words, you get all of his protections. You don't follow his words, you don't get those protections. Many people have absolutely no interest in following God, so they're on their own. They will make their own decisions. They'll allow evil into their lives, and their lives will not be nearly as happy as they could have been or should be. Only those with love in their heart find true happiness. That's how simple it is. But let me get back to the holiday of which you are celebrating, Memorial Day. All of those individuals that have died, died protecting you, protecting your families, protecting your loved ones. They deserve to be honored. Just the same as many in your police force die protecting people. Your first responders, firefighters. They all deserve to be honored. When you see a fireman in the store, do you say, thank you? It's a simple thing. But they appreciate it. Now, many men and women now go to war. And they are forced to kill. Well, you know that you're not supposed to kill. You do it when you are not protecting someone. You will pay for it. You'll be judged for it. Individuals that are killing others to protect the innocent, they are protected. You see, the innocent must be protected. If you kill an individual in war, protecting your, you are protecting your country, And you will not be judged harshly for it. If you kill a person unnecessarily, let's say that an individual has surrendered and out of anger you kill him, then that's a different situation. You're not protected in those situations. You see, you let anger enter your heart and you reacted accordingly. 
you will be judged for that. But when you are fighting to protect your country, you will not be judged harshly. You will actually be looked upon favorably because you have volunteered to do what God wants. He wants the innocent protected. Now, he also wants you to show charity and love. Many individuals that go to war come back harmed with a wound that you cannot see. They are wounded mentally and morally for what they have had to do. You see, taking a life is never easy. It's an incredibly hard situation for many individuals. When you take a life in war, it will scar you forever. It's not something you'll forget. You may be able to go about your life and those around you may never ever understand what is taking place in your heart for what you were forced to do. We try to make it as easy as possible over here, but many are suffering. Those of you need to take care of those that are suffering. Have you driven down some of the city streets and watched the homeless? Many of those individuals are veterans that have fought in wars and have been scarred internally. Many find it very difficult to hold a job. It is your responsibility to help those people. Very difficult situation. In many instances, your government has turned their back on them. They've given up on them. They should not be given up on. Support religious organizations with charities that attempt to help these individuals. Another way that you can help is there are many military hospitals scattered around the country where individuals that were so maimed protecting the country live in pain and anguish every day. They feel they're forgotten. Take time to volunteer. Take time to try to help those individuals. Visit those institutions and see what you can do. There are many, many ways in which you can help individuals that help protect you. They protected you. I said it again. Show your thanks to them. See what you can do to make their lives better. It is indeed very sobering when you go to a national cemetery because it brings the stark reality home to you. Go onto your computer and draw up photographs of the cemeteries in Normandy, France. You see, those are the graves of all young men that sacrificed their lives for you. Germany was the ultimate evil. 
at that time, with Japan, of course. Germany had to be defeated, and these young men went to war, and their bodies remain in France. Each one of those individuals had a future in front of them, a life, their families. Each of those crosses represent a family. Each of those crosses represent an ultimate grief that was brought to those families because that young man wanted to protect them. You see, for us, death isn't the end. It's the beginning. But for those families, it was the end. They suffered, and they suffered great loss. So the least you can do today and this weekend is to honor those that have fallen. So I thank you for the opportunity to speak today. I hope that you take advantage of the holiday. I hope that you know how many individuals have sacrificed so that you can enjoy this weekend. So goodbye. And I thank you so much for listening. Amazing message from Archangel Michael. Let's take a break. We'll be back in two minutes and we will channel with General George Patton. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com.
Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Okay, everybody, welcome back and thank you for tuning in to our show. Next up, we're going to channel with General George Patton. General Patton was one of the best military commanders of World War II. His Third Army was famous. Uh, he was the savior to battle the bulge. He was a true American patriot. So, General, thank you for coming back with us, and welcome to our show. Connie? And, General, I would also like to thank you for coming back. Uh, by the way, my father fought under General Patton and had all kinds of admiration for the General. He's, he's wonderful. Uh, sir, sir, you have a long history of military service in your prior lives. Would you please tell us about some of those prior lives? I can do that. I want you to know that I am honored to be here on this anniversary of Normandy. It was one of the most difficult days in American history. The thought of having all of those boys falling on that field into the water of Normandy was overwhelming for us. So anyway, yes, I do choose to come back and serve military lifetimes. I have fought many times through the ages. I fought with the Roman army. I fought many times. I fought with Napoleon. You see, I always wanted to be an individual that protected others. I always wanted to fight for a cause. Sometimes I didn't fully understand, but I knew that a time comes when you have to make a stand, when you have to decide that it is time. Many people refuse military service. They may have reasons for it, but mostly, it's a personal choice that they don't want to take the chance of death. You see, I always understood that there will be a time of dying. And if you die doing what is right, protecting others, protecting your country, then that is the highest standing that you can ever achieve. I was a Spartan. I knew unquestionably that I would die fighting. That is what we did. You see, we didn't fear death. We felt that death was an honor. When you die protecting your country, you have honored your family, you have honored your country, and you have honored yourself. 
What could be better? There are many that choose to reincarnate in many ways. But I have chosen to always come back at a time when I am needed, when the country needs me, and when citizens of the country needs me as well. Sir, have you ever fought in any armies where you were actually fighting for an evil cause? When you're over here, you you know what is going to happen in the future. I've always been able to make a decision. Perhaps I should not have fought with Napoleon, but it was a very difficult time. It was hard to determine who was right, who was wrong. I felt that he was a brilliant commander and I wanted to serve with him. How were you judged in those prior lives when you returned to heaven? I made sure that I always fought with honor. I always tried to preserve the lives of the prisoners, of those that we defeated. In ancient times, the customs were very different. When you would defeat a country, you would enslave them. I always tried to do my best. I knew that certain practices were wrong, but in the context of history, it was the way of things. I've always been judged very fairly when I returned. While it does not seem that a military person would serve God in every lifetime by taking lives, but I made sure that I tried to follow the commands of God as best I could. I never returned where I did not have a feeling of spirituality. You see through the ages a belief in a spiritual deity took many, many different forms. Certainly, as a Spartan, I followed the god of war. But I always had an inner, shall we say, energy or knowledge. Serving the protection of others is one of the greatest services that you can ever do. When you fight for an evil cause, is there any karma involved, and does that affect your judgment? It depends. Many people fought in the German army because of what they were told. They believed, and they fought honorably. General Rommel is a classic example. He fought for the Nazi cause. 
He believed much of what he was told, and he followed orders, and in general, he fought honorably. So his judgment was not as harsh. Soldiers that fought fight for evil causes will, in all probability, not advance when they return. But if they honored the beliefs that what they were doing was the right thing, they will probably not be punished. Of course, if they break the rules of, of, of civil conduct, then they will be judged accordingly. Yes, in ancient armies, it was not uncommon to plunder and kill the entire populations of a captured city. How did that type of action affect those involved, especially those that gave the orders? Those that gave that type of order were not rewarded when they returned. You see, you are judged by the times. Today, you would, are judged differently than you would have been fighting for the Roman army. Many of the Roman commanders were extremely brutal. For instance, they punished Christians for no reason. Those individuals were judged harshly when they returned. Many individuals from those times suffered quite harsh judgments. When you return to heaven, do you see the souls of the soldiers that you killed? Yes. Many of them, many of them make their presence known. Many of them understand that in war, both sides kill. If you do it honorably, and you believe you are truly protecting the innocent, then there is little animosity. Okay. What level have you obtained in heaven? I am in the upper sixth level. I have been trying to serve God in all of my lives. Sometimes situations come about where it has been very difficult but i have generally tried to perform true to my life plans and when you perform true to your life plans you are not judged harshly so how were you judged when you returned from your life as general Patton? i was judged very fairly I had done some things that were counter to my life plan, and that was pointed out to me. But I saved many, many lives. Many of the American soldiers would have died if I had not made certain decisions. I saved the lives of many. The Battle of the Bulge is a perfect example. By pushing my soldiers, we saved American lives. So I was judged very well when I returned. 
Is there anything that you regret and were judged harshly for in your life as General Patton? I made some decisions that cost some of my boys their lives. I admit that I had a very strong ego. And there were times that I let my ego get in front of what should have been a common sense decision. I wish I had not made those decisions. Why do you want to keep on serving and reincarnating in military lives? Because I am saving lives. I am saving the lives of those that cannot fight, that cannot protect themselves. When we went to Europe to fight, we knew that if the Nazis won, they would destroy Great Britain. They would have a terrible effect on the United States. They would have eliminated the Jewish population throughout the world. I knew that I wanted to participate in saving the world from what the Nazis would have done. So what would you tell anyone that served in the military and had to take multiple lives? I mean, I personally have met some and they feel terrible about it. Many people, it has a terrible effect upon them. I would tell them that they must take solace in the fact that they were protecting the innocent. The individuals whose lives they took would have taken their lives. Hopefully, the individuals are living good lives today. Hopefully, they are helping others. Many people that fought in the war came back, were very troubled by what they did, but they still went out and they succeeded. In their, in their personal lives. They raised wonderful families. They did much good. Those individuals will not be judged harshly when they return if they followed the rules of war, which are very brutal. If they did not harm civilians, they did what they could to help, then they will certainly not be judged harshly. In the current conflict in Ukraine, the Russian army is performing war crimes, killing innocent people and even torturing citizens. What could the individuals performing these acts expect when they return? They can expect to be judged very harshly for it. The individuals at the top, they're going to be sent to the lowest of levels. Keep in mind that Ukraine was a wonderful country. They were invaded for absolutely no reason except for the ego of the leader of Russia. He will pay the price for this. Many of the soldiers are incredibly brutal and are doing insane things to the people of the country. They will be judged harshly for those acts. The people making the decisions will be judged the harshest. Hey. During World War II, the decision was made to use an atomic bomb on Japan. At Hiroshima alone, it's estimated that over 140,000 people died. 
How were the souls involved in the decision to use that bomb judged? The people of Japan were dedicated. They would fight to the death. We knew that if we sent our boys into Japan, that hundreds of thousands of them would lose their lives. President Truman made the decision that he would save the lives of our boys, but by doing so, that he would take hundreds of thousands of Japanese lives. It was an incredibly difficult decision, but he knew that in the long run, he was saving the lives of Americans. The Japanese had attacked the United States. It was their reason, their actions, that were forcing the war to be fought in the Pacific. Do you spend much time with the souls that were killed under your command? Yes, I do, actually. I try to see the boys. I try to be with them. I try to spend as much time as I can. Sir, it's always an honor to spend time with you. Uh, do you have a final message for us? Yes. I hope that those of you listening to me today will understand that God wants you to protect the innocent. He wants the strong to protect the weak. He wants individuals to serve in the military as peacemakers, as first responders, and he wants you all to serve with honor. He wants you to truly have the love for others in your heart. It is that love that allows you to advance. You can actually use your service to advance in your judgments. Serve with honor. Help the kind. Help those that cannot help themselves. And you will find that there will be no problem when you return home. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak today. Okay. Thank you, General. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to the Prophet Muhammad. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? 
What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. In this segment, we're going to talk with the soul of the Prophet Muhammad. Prophet was sent back by God to lead the people of the Middle East to a new religion, Islam. We've channeled with him many times, and his modern teachings are the subject of my latest book, Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World. His book's available on Amazon in either English or Spanish. So thank you, Prophet. Thank you for blessing us with your prophets, with, with your presence, and may peace be on to you. Donnie. Yes, thank you for joining us, sir. Would you like to begin with a message? I would. I want you to know that Allah, God, they are all the same. There is a single God, and I was sent back to serve him. I was given a very difficult task. The tribes of the Middle East were very brutal at the time. I was sent back to try to convert the tribes to understand that there was a single deity. That by serving this one God, they would come together, hopefully in peace, but they would come together in the service of that deity and that they would create a better life for all. I was successful in creating one of the greatest of the world religions. I tried my best and I was also a military commander. I did what I needed to do to make Islam survive. You were born in the 6th century in what is now Saudi Arabia. Please tell us what it was like in the Middle East during the 6th century. Christianity was starting to grow rapidly. There was a large Jewish community but the majority of the people in the Middle East at that time were tribes. They were living a different type of life than what the people were living in the area of Jerusalem or in Judea. 
Most of them were nomadic. Most of them were serving multiple pagan gods. It was a very brutal time. The tribes were fighting among themselves. The communities were tearing themselves apart. It was a time of trade. The Middle East was very famous for trading throughout the world. I actually worked as a trading merchant in my early life. I got to see many of the different aspects of the known world at that time. It was a very, very difficult time to live. And it was a very brutal time. It's Christianity and Judaism worshipped a single God, and they did exist at this time. Why were the tribes of the Middle East not attracted to these religions? Judaism was a difficult religion for many of the tribes to accept. Christianity was just being accepted. The Roman Empire did not accept Christianity until the middle of the 4th century. Many of the teachings of Christianity were very, very different from what the tribes were trying to worship. The concept of a single deity was very, very difficult for the nomadic tribes. At that time, was there any peaceful way to, to form a religion, worshiping a single god? That was what I tried to do. I tried to form a unified religion for the tribes. In the beginning, they would accept some of the words that I was speaking. But as... I began to attract more worshipers. The warlords that were in charge of the different tribes were offended and thought that I was weakening their powers. They began to plot against me. They began to form armies. They tried to kill me. They did many things. Even though I tried in the beginning, to be very peaceful with the words that I was speaking. As it turned out, there was no way that it was going to ever be possible without fighting to protect my, my the people that were following me. Did each tribe worship a different pagan god? Some offered would worship the same, but there were many, many pagan gods at the time. So each tribe would probably worship a different type of God. How were Christians and Jews treated? In the area in which I grew up, they were actually treated quite well. The Christians were would basically try to keep to themselves. They would trade with us. The Jews were the mer main merchants of the time, so we got to know them. They would bring us commodities. They would bring us different types of items, and we would trade with them. 
there were times that we would have disputes, but in general, they were treated fairly well. Hey, there were times that you were involved in brutal warfare. How were you judged for this when you returned to heaven? Whenever I would be engaged in warfare, it would be to protect my followers. We did what we had to do in those days. If we were threatened, we would or we would respond with force. There was no way around it. Had I not done that, Islam would have never been formed. We would have been defeated by the other tribes. I was judged very fairly for this. It was part of what I was sent back to do. And God rewarded me greatly when I returned. Uh, sadly, upon your death, there came a split between the Sunni and the Shia that continues today. Were you judged for not making arrangements for the future of Islam? It was pointed out to me that I could have done a better job at the end of my life. But I was not expecting to die at that age. I became sick very rapidly, so it was not something for which I was judged. What is your opinion of your moral character? I felt that my moral character was was as good as possible under the circumstances. I tried to do my best. I tried to protect the innocent. I tried to bring women into better protections. I would say that my moral character was as good as it could have been for the times. Yes. Uh, there were times that you let the tribes exploit or kill the captives that were taken in battle. Were you judged harshly for that? I felt that if I did not allow them to do that, that they would leave. And I needed, I needed as many of them as possible. So I was told that it was probably not the best, but they, the guides understood, they understood well about that fact that I should have done differently. Okay, thank you so much for joining us again, Prophet. Do you have a final message for us? Yes. I would tell everyone that's listening that they must find love in their heart. I would tell those that served in the military, that served with honor, that did all that they should have been doing to protect the countries from which they came. I would tell them that they need to do research before they join the militaries. I would tell them that they need to understand what they are fighting for. The militaries are very, very important. There are many countries that are very cruel. There are many countries that do not follow the tenets of God. There are many countries where People have no regard for the rights of others. Choose well who you choose when you make a decision to join the military. Know that when you make that commitment, that it is possible that you will be taking other lives. You need to prepare yourself mentally 
And you too need to totally understand the fact that it is only through the protection of the weak that you can gain great stature. I did my best. I protected my followers. I told my followers in what I, I believed in. I told them that there was a single God. And I told them that they needed to join together. That in unity there is strength. Sadly, after my passing, my religion formed different sects. And they still have violence among it today, and it makes me very sad. I wish that I had done some things to assure that that violence would have never occurred, but it did. Serve your country, protect the innocent, follow God's words, and you will have absolutely nothing to fear when you return home. Okay, thank you so much, Prophet. Appreciate your wisdom. Okay, thank you so much, sir. Next week, we're going to speak with the spirits of Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, and Stephen Hawking, some of the most intelligent persons that ever lived. We're going to speak about what they believed in life and what happened when they got to heaven. Please tell your friends about the show. I guarantee you this is going to be a good one because we've channeled with all these individuals, and they are wonderful spirits to talk to. I currently have nine books listed on Amazon. My latest book, Messages of Muhammad for a Modern World, consists of messages of the prophet that we have channeled in numerous sessions. The book is available on Amazon in softcover, ebook, English, and Spanish. Signed copies are on my website, barrystrom.com. And I would like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network. Please do tell your friends about our show. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, as we've said, we have over 455 videos on our YouTube channel, which is in Barry's name, and they serve cover all aspects of the afterlife. Okay, tonight or today, I thought we had a wonderful show. If you're in the military, know that you're that it is a place of honor for you to serve. Know that you will not be judged harshly for doing what you need to do. Know that it is an honor to serve those that need to be protected. So anyway, please join us on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific time. We're here every week on the Voice America Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.